Hi all, TikTok, so we're back live again. Hello, Discord, sorry. Um, I'm doing about three things at once here. Um, hello, everybody. So here we are again for um, family law questions. Hello, Flames Queen, hope you're all well. Um, we've got some hands up already in the lounge, but I'll just start by letting you guys on TikTok know uh, what we're doing. So we go live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Um, I'm a family law solicitor and I try to help you guys out by just pointing you in the right direction, telling you what forms to fill in. If you're stuck um, for whatever reason in the process, perhaps you've made a divorce petition and you're not getting anywhere, um, I can certainly tell you the next steps and what to do. So you have to download the Discord app and then click in the link in my bio, which will bring you over to the Discord, into the lounge, and then you put your hand up and I will ask you, uh, or you'll ask me a question, I'll invite you up to the stage. Okay, so let's kick off with Cully. Um, Cully, if you want to ask me your question. Hiya. Hello. Hiya, yeah, so I'm at the stage of my divorce where um, we've now exchanged statements of deficiencies after um, questionnaires. Yeah. Um, now, what's come back from my ex-partner and um, her solicitor is, um, has been described to me as um, quite abhorrent by my solicitor. Um, they've made several accusations and they've, um, they've called up witnesses and they've, they've actually said that they want people to come to court and actually state their case. Now, I just wanted some advice as to are they actually allowed to make those kind of cases or that, those kind of statements in those documents? Or do they have to wait to a later stage? Because my solicitor was saying to me that they shouldn't have been making these kind of accusations and claims at this stage. It should be further down the line, if it were, to, if if you get me. That's difficult to say, Cully, if I'm honest, without knowing more about your case, because I have no context at all as to what it is they're trying to prove. If you ask the court for permission to file evidence and the court gives you that permission, um, that's all you need, really. Right, I mean, is okay. your solicitor not able to answer this question? Because obviously they'd have a lot more understanding about your case. Yeah, I mean, my solicitor's come back and said that what they've done is actually quite bad. Um, right. Because, yeah, um, so I just wanted to know if the judge would, would actually get the sight of these statements, because clearly it's going to look only, bad what they've kind of claimed. Only if they have permission to file those statements. If they don't have right. permission to file the statements, then the judge never going to see them. Right, okay. Okay. That's brilliant. Um, right. And my final question is, um, my ex-partner is currently at the former matrimonial home, which I purchased before ever having met her. She's never contributed towards anything towards that house. Yeah. Um, I'm still paying for everything there while she's still there. Um she's been delaying the process and now it's been going on for about a year and a half now yeah um i've heard through a third party that she might be trying to sell the property because she's listed a vested interest in the property um i'm just wanting to know if she's is she actually able to do that is your name on the property my name mine is the only name on the property and the mortgage well then she can't sell it without your permission right okay. she, she might just um, she might have um, registered her home rights by putting a hr1 before land registry but if your That's name, what done, yeah. yeah, well, that doesn't give her the permission to sell the property. It just prevents you from selling it until that um, HR one is removed. All right. Right. Okay. Great. Brilliant. Okay. Thanks, Colleen. Thanks a lot for your help. Thanks. Bye bye. Um, Diana, Diana, you are next up. Why am I streaming this conversation? Because um, people are interested in in family law issues, and it helps people out. Um, Diana, what's your question? Hi there. Um, today I found out that found out my ex has been served with a court baby um, on the 15th. I'm just trying to understand what will be the next steps because as I am aware, he has not responded to that either. So he's absolutely ignoring the whole process. Sorry, what's he been served with, Diana? Um court uh, so divorce papers through court bailiff okay so now the court bailiff will give you a statement of service yep. so that proves that he's been served and you use that statement right. to make an application to the court um that he's been served with the divorce yep. petition so that you can then go on and, and apply for your decree nisi 
is that because I read a lot of literature on this, and is that called as a deemed service or is correct? That just yeah, that's a deemed service application. So, and you're, the only way you make that is by using that statement of service you've got from the court bailiff. I haven't got anything on me. Apparently, they've gone back to the divorce court uh, without information, so I'm hoping that they will respond saying that it's been, you know, handed in, whatever, but I don't have anything on me at the moment. So, should I? contact my local court to ask for the copy or I would I would contact the court bailiff and ask for a copy and then make your application for deemed service along with your application for decree nisi All right Oh so both at the same time brilliant yeah. thank you so much for that Okay no worries thanks uh, J108 you are next up Hello, Hello. can you hear me I can J yes what's your question Oh, yeah. Um, it's just in regard to uh, child arrangements order, but specifically a final order. Yeah. Um, we are near the end of this long process. It's taken three long years. Um, I have my own legal team um, and they've given me their advice. I just wanted some um, uh, second advice, really. Um, basically, everything's in order for this this particular um, case for the child to spend overnights. In three years, they haven't spent overnights for a number of reasons through mainly delays and just um, the mother unwilling to allow that. Uh, more control issues, that side of things. Um, we've got a we've got a Kafka statement saying it should come into the home. However, it's not reasonable on special occasions. They are they are saying in that report that only a Boxing Day every year should be spent. They're not they're not talking about school holidays. They're not talking about um, Christmases alternately and yearly respectively. They're not talking about anything other than just overnight and a Boxing Day every year. And I was just wondering. If if you if you've been like into a final hearing, what what is the likely normal order if everything was in order? Obviously, I know you don't know the specifics, but if everything is given the green light, what would be the average that a father or mother would walk away with from that? So there is no average, Jay, because obviously it depends on the family. Um, yeah. But you know, generally, um, the overarching view is that holidays can be shared. Uh, Christmases are definitely shared between parents. Um, Chris, yep. uh, birthdays, the children's birthdays, you know, that's taken in turns and we go for alternate years. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be concerned that they haven't mentioned it or that they're not putting it forward. That's your job. If that's what you want, you put it forward. And ultimately, mm -hmm. then the court's going to be guided by the CAFCAS report and their recommendations. Yeah, no, I understand that. Thank you. OK, you're welcome. Was that it, Jay? Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, that is. Thank you. Short okay. and sweet. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Uh, Luke Ramsey, I think, is how I say that. Luke, Luke, Luke Ramsey. You are up next. It's What's Lou, you... sorry. Oh, hello, Lou, sorry. <laughs> What's your question? Yeah, mine's not so short and sweet. Okay. Um, so my uh, partner's wife told him she didn't want to be married to him anymore. About three years ago now. Yeah. Um, they uh, went for divorce through solicitors. Um, this has been going on for three years now and they've they've got nowhere. They're both happy to get divorced. Yeah. Um, it started off with, they were saying the um, marriage certificate for Mauritius wasn't a real marriage certificate. Um, so they kept going backwards and forwards with that. But he's now in a situation where his solicitors phoned, uh, solicitors have phoned up and said, oh, the lady that was dealing with you has left now. I've picked it up and your divorce was cancelled six months ago because um, nobody had done anything with it. Yeah. So he's like, okay. Um, so they're saying, I think we should repetition for divorce. Her solicitor is saying that no, no, it hasn't been cancelled. It's still there. Um, and they're saying they won't agree to starting again because it's still live. And his solicitor is saying that the courts uh, have got a six month backlog, and we can we can put it in. You can pay the six hundred pounds, but we don't, if they say no, then you've lost it. And right. I think actually you get to that point where it's like, actually, when do you go, I'm having really bad service here. This is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the wrong advice to put in another divorce petition because the judge can only deal with one. So if he then receives another one, he's going to have two divorce petitions. He's going to be asking one of the parties to withdraw one. So I think that the better option is to just go with the one that's already before the court. And look, they're saying that it's been cancelled, though. 
They're well, saying it was cancelled so, by the courts so because what, no one had done anything. But what your partner needs to do is telephone the courts and check that position. Can he do that? Because they're saying yeah. that they have to ask and they put in a request to find the information out, but it takes six months to find out if it's been cancelled on. I was like, surely there's something you go, hello, Dave, Let's just check this number for me. Is it still live? Yes, it is. No, it's not. It can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can call Dave, Lou. <laughs> but you yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You can call the court. You can give them the court number, the, the divorce number, and you can ask yeah. them exactly that. And the only downside is you might be on the phone for an hour and a half because it takes them ages oh, to answer the phone. At all, but yeah, look, just, just call the, the court. The can't move on with his life. We want to go and buy a house together. We can't do that. His mum's offered to buy him a property and the solicitor's saying you can't because your wife's will take half of it. We got, There's three, well, 250 grand sat with that solicitor for three years from the sale of the house that wow. we can't, that nobody can touch. And it's wow. just getting like, this is beyond ridiculous yeah, now. Beyond, yeah, that, that is beyond a joke. Lou, what you need to do is call the court in the morning. Well, he will, um, that you'll need to give, or he'll need to give the court number and he can just ask the question. Have you and got go, the number? Um, I haven't. What you need to Google... Oh, I was is... saying to him, he's sat next oh. to me. <laughs> okay, I thought you weren't asking it for me. Um, no, no. Wherever that divorce petition was sent to, I'm going to assume it was Bury St Edmunds. That's who he needs to call. Yeah. But they're just awful. They're like, well, I don't know. They said, like, well, how long is it going to take? I don't know. You're speaking to people, well, I've never heard of you. He's like, I spoke to you last week. And they're like, oh, we'll put you at the bottom of our very long list of people we need to get back in contact with. Oh, dear. And it's like, surely there must be a point you go... This is crap service I'm yeah, paying for. Yeah, I think you've reached that point, if I'm honest with you. You don't I want think... to then start all over again with someone else. Well, no, but I mean, you, you you don't really need anyone for the divorce. I mean, if he finds out that it's live, just crack on with it. He can just write to the side and say, right, what do you need me to do? Just get the decree nice I underway. Um, yeah. I mean, you know. Okay, that's Yeah, okay. All right, Lou, thanks. Thank you ever so much. You're Thank welcome. You. Bye. Hello, Missy, one of my regulars. Missy's here in the lounge every single evening. Um, I love Missy's dress and she always catches my eye. Hey, Missy, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How can I help you this evening? It's just a quick question. Yeah. Um, my The six weeks will be up tomorrow for the divorce. Yeah. Um, I emailed. I emailed my husband, ex-husband, whatever, him, on yeah. the 15th of June, yeah, 24th of June and the 27th of June, yeah, asking them about the finances. Yeah. Why I got on the 27th of June was, please don't demand and dictate. Okay. Now, all as I've asked is, could you, um, what was it, um, could you respond to the last email about the finances, please, before I start legal proceedings? I have heard nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing of him. I really don't want to phone him. I yeah. don't want to speak to him. Okay. What the hell do I do now? Right. Because obviously the six weeks will be up tomorrow. Yeah. So could you imagine within a couple of days or whatever, that's it. The marriage is over. Yeah. What the first question I'll ask you, Missy, is what what do you want to do? Do you want to get your decree absolute, or would you rather hold off and sort your finances out? Well, I thought it it was it'd be it's up tomorrow. Yeah, but like I got served on the fifteenth of June. Yeah. As soon as I got served and saying it's six uh, six weeks down the line. Yeah. I actually um, emailed him. And asked him about the finances. Yeah, but so you haven't. You haven't waited for six weeks. But you haven't applied for your decree absolute yet. So that's what I'm asking you. Do you want to apply for your decree absolute, or do you want to sort your finances out first? He's divorcing me. He's at the. Oh, affair. sorry, sorry, Missy. Yes, yeah, sorry. Me. You're the respondent. Okay. Okay. So, me, so right. So, so he's it's gonna make the tomorrow. application. Right. I mean, look. It, don't worry about it because if he makes the application for decree absolute, that's fine. Um, all it means is that any pension contribution you might be entitled to will stop tomorrow. And, you know, this is on the assumption that he's going to make the application tomorrow, OK? So the okay. next thing you want to do is you've written to him three times, which is good. Keep those emails as evidence that you've done that. Next thing you've got to do is reach out to a mediator and you've got to tell them that you're thinking about making an application to the court for finances following divorce 
but you need a MyAMS form, okay? Now, if you want to email me, I can give you the email of a really good uh, mediator who can, who can assist you there. Once you've got that MyAMS form, Missy, then you make the application for a Form A, okay, for your financial application. Now, it, you, you're not going to need a solicitor um, to actually do all of the paperwork because that's pretty straightforward and I can help you behind the scenes. But that way, you're going to trigger the court to get involved and give you a financial order and then he can't avoid the court. All right. It's a bit of a pain in the backside, particularly if you're only looking for a clean break order. But it's the only way that you're going to get one. If you don't get one, even though he gets the decree absolute, you're never going to sever those financial ties. So I haven't got to wait for him to do it. I can no, do it. you can do it. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who's the petitioner in the divorce. Anybody can be the applicant in the finances. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah, that's all right. I, because he's done it, you see. Yeah. I mean, he has lied to the court on the reasons why he wanted the divorce. And I have sent evidence in to the court, but it's still coming back that it's my fault. I don't get that. But I have wrote a letter to the court. I haven't heard nothing. So I'm just presuming that it's all going to be over and done with tomorrow. No, but it, no, it's in place. Yeah, that's it, what I was worried about. It may not, it may not be pronounced tomorrow, Missy, because if you've written to the court to say don't make a decree absolute until finances are sorted, they won't tell you they've received that letter. They'll just put that letter on the file, but they won't make the decree absolute. That's the first thing I'd say. Um, the second thing is just because he can apply for it tomorrow doesn't mean that he will apply for it tomorrow. He's got to make, he's got to physically make that other application for decree absolute. And that will then take another week. If you've never written to the court to say, don't make the decree absolute, do it first thing in the morning. Because if the court receive a letter from you as the respondent to say, don't make the decree absolute because I want to sort finances out, they, they will listen to that. And then the part about him blaming you, even though you've, what by the sounds of it, have put in a defence, um, it would have been based on the old system of blame. So, yes. yeah, so uh, forget about that. Ignore that. It is what it is. No one sees that petition, only the judge, him and you. Um, you know, no one's going to know what he's written down there. So that doesn't matter. But that's the reason. The court can't have, can't blame two of you. They can only blame one person. And because he put the petition in based on reasonable behaviour, you've got the blame for it. But it won't have any bearing on the finances. So it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, we've done away with it now. We've got the new no fault, as you know, but... But yeah, that's what you need to do. If you haven't told the court not to make decree absolute, you can do that and then get onto a mediator because you're looking for that MyAMS form. So do I email them or do I write a letter? Email them. It's the fastest way. And in you know, in the subject line in your email, put the case number in there in bold and put in capital letters, do not do not grant decree absolute, and that'll get their attention tomorrow. But make sure you put your case number in that subject line. Is it with Bury St Edmunds? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So they might not look at it tomorrow. But at least if you get that email in, um, then they won't make the decree absolute. As long as they see it before they process his decree absolute. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Missy. Thank you very much. Have okay. a good evening. Thanks, you too. Tracy. Bye. Bye-bye. Next up is advice, please. Bury St Edmunds are terrible. Someone just commented on the TikTok that they're terrible. They, it's not them. They're just they're so they're dealing with the, nearly every divorce petition in the country, um, and there's only so many people there, and they are so far behind. Um, you know, I've got a client that we've we've waited almost a year for her decree. Nice, I it, honestly, my heart breaks for her because there's nothing I can do. I am at the mercy of Bury St Edmunds. We've got the finances all sorted, all signed, sitting on my desk, ready to go, and I can't do anything. And um, Amy, my assistant, who sometimes you see in the background, she's not here today, um, but she rang um, the court, Bury St Edmunds. I think it was last week, and they told her that they were still dealing with emails from December. That's how bad it is. Um, 
advice please you're struggling to so i'm going to go to melissa claire who's next on the list both of you are new to discord so it's quite commonplace to have a few issues when you're new to discord i know it's a new platform um it's not mainstream at the moment discord but it's a great platform to be able to hear people um and to start a community for those of you that might be listening and have put questions on the discord channel on the divorce finance or children uh, chat rooms i know i haven't answered anything since friday but i will catch up um i will be catching up tomorrow and thursday so bear with me um, melissa claire looks like you're having issues as well so i'm going to go to rambos Someone on TikTok keeps asking, how can you talk to me? You can come onto Discord, download the app, and then click the link in my bio. Rambos, you are on the stage. What's your question? Hi there. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Hi. Hello. Um, I've got a question on behalf of my best friend who is about to, well, is trying to divorce her husband. They've um, been together, I think, 12 years, married for only three and a half, and the house that they live in it belongs to his family. Um, I think it's eight years, just say eight years they've been there. Um, he has inherited this house from a late auntie. Yeah. And he's, to own, he's inherited it with his mother. Yeah. And the deal when they moved into the house was they were going to get all probate sorted and then he was going to own the house. Then him and my friend were to get a mortgage on it. Um, he's gone out of his way to never get the paperwork sorted it's still not sorted it's all come to a head and at christmas they've decided to separate um she is about to move into a property and um her father gifted her ten thousand pounds to and then she's been able to put that down as a deposit she's put approximately forty thousand pounds into the house that she lives in with the husband right and he also earns three times as much as her yeah. She's now really quite strapped for cash. He's um, basically saying, well, if you don't like it, then just go. And and he says he's not paying towards the divorce. He's not giving her a penny. And because she, we wonder, is there anything that she can do because of the amount of money that she's put into the house? Um, it was a wreck. You know, now it's a lovely home. Um, everything's gone up in value. And it's like if, if, they, if her name would have been on it in the first place, they would have been able to sell it and she wouldn't have to go and move into a, a tiny flat from a four bedroom house. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that her name's not on the property because it's a marital asset. Is it? Even uh, though it's not in his name either. Oh, sorry. Whose name is it in? It's so been, but, it's, but it's been gifted he, to him. His name it? isn't on the deeds yet. It's still right. in the dead auntie's name. Okay. But it is, but there's a will. Has the auntie died? Yes. Yeah. And there's a will leaving it to him. Yes. Absolutely. So when probate does its thing, that will be uh -huh. a marital asset. 100% that's a marital asset. Because... And with... so... Yeah, go so on. So what, what should her next step be? Well, if um, if he's not... By the sounds of it, he's not going to be in agreement to doing anything financial. Um, so it no, looks like... It, okay, so it's going to have to go before the court to sort out finances. Before mm -hmm. we go to court, she needs to issue a divorce petition. All right, so yeah. that's the first thing. Issue the divorce petition, get that underway. Then she can make her application to the court for finances. Once she's done that, she's going to probably wait about three months before she gets her first hearing date. And within those three months, I wanted to take an hour's advice with a solicitor because they okay. will be able to tell her exactly what she's entitled to. Now, yeah. the outcome will be that she will get a share of that property, but... It may take a while because probate will have to do its thing first. Yeah. Okay. 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 I did, and, and under I did no think that. and under no circumstances must she ever apply for the decree absolute in this case until she's got that financial order from the court. She can start the divorce process because that won't divorce her, but she will yeah. never apply for the decree absolute until such times as we've got that signed uh, financial order from the court. Okay. Until financial. Sorry, I'm scribbling yeah. down in the background. <laughs> Okay, I yeah. think I think she's just because it's um because he's always said oh it's not, it's not your house um there's no. there's always been that question mark and I said just go and get advice go and get advice absolutely um, it's still going to be a matrimonial right. asset yeah hundred percent perfect thank you so much you're welcome no problem thank you for your time okay Cheers. bye 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 uh, Nikki you are next up. And Melissa Clare and advice please I see that you're back in the queue I will come to you both next 
apologies i didn't see you were there at the bottom uh nikki what's your question oh, hello there hello um does this advice is it is this just in england and wales can i say because yeah. i'm in northern ireland yeah no sorry i only practice in england and wales so i can't help you if you're out of that jurisdiction i'm afraid so it wouldn't happen in it wouldn't be the same as northern ireland no i couldn't tell you it might well be but i don't know i genuinely don't know I'll just ask a main question because it'd just be interesting to know. That, yeah. So basically, my partner has separated, well, le they've left his um, wife a couple of years ago. Yeah. So she's in the marital home. Um, they did have some other properties which has been sold and the money's in a holding account with the solicitor. Sorry, I've got my baby on my knee. That's okay. <laughs> um, um, but they've also got a half-built house. She's dragging out the financial process because she wants him to sell the half-built house. She doesn't want him to have it, even though she doesn't want it. Yeah. My question was, because he's paying the mortgage payments monthly on it, but we can't live in it, would he be able to take that money you know, for those mortgage payments before they do the split of the assets, if that makes sense? It doesn't, Nikki. Tell me again. Can it? What do you mean? Can he take the mortgage payments? If he stops paying the mortgage, that'll get him into trouble. So I don't think you mean that. No, I mean sorry. He's paying the monthly payments every month for yeah. this um for this site. Yeah. But he lives with me, and we have our well, I have mortgage on my house here as well. Yeah. Of course, he can't live in that house, and but she's dragging out. She doesn't. She's not financially settling because she wants him to sell the site. Um, you know, knowing you get the whole pot of money. Yeah. What does he? What What does he want to do, Nikki? He wants to keep the site. Okay. And he wants to finish it, and we want yeah. to move into it. She okay. doesn't want him to have it. So has he? Has he made her an offer to buy her out because it is a matrimonial asset? Has he made an offer? Yeah. And she's yeah, not she, accepted she, the offer. No, we're going to have to take it to court to so, answer the relief because. Yeah. She's an artist. She just does not want him to have it. Well, I was going to say, well, you're not living in my house with another woman. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I mean, if you if you're in England, then absolutely, you just have to go straight to court. And what you're asking for is an order that you're able to sort of buy her out lump, lump sum effectively. You give her a lump sum, and that the, she signs the property over to him. But again, check that with a solicitor in Northern Ireland, okay? Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Sorry, I wasn't explaining. My question is, so he while he's paying the mortgage payments off yeah. every month, yeah, it's interest only. Yeah, can he not ask for that money back before they split? Oh, whatever I see. That's gonna money. that's gonna depend on her resources. So if she's not in agreement to that, you're still gonna have to go to court, and he's gonna have to ask for an interim order that they share the mortgage payments. Because, again, right. if she doesn't agree to it, the only way to force her to do that is by way of a court order. But that's going to come down to her affordability as well. The court will take that into consideration. Yeah, while they're going through the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, thank right. you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. <laughs> um, advice, please. I'm going to invite you up next and hopefully it works this time. And Melissa, Claire, I will come to you next time. Um, yes, could just go on to TikTok while I'm waiting for advice, please. If you are a victim of domestic violence, then that's one way to get legal aid. You give the Civil Legal Advice Line a call on 0345 345 4345. And they will be able to guide you um, as to what you what you do next, okay? Um, advice, please. I'm going to come to... Um, Melissa Clare, just while I'm waiting for advice, please. I know you're both new to Discord. Oh, Melissa Clare, you're up. There we go. What's your question? Oh, fantastic. Hello. Um, so, what, what power has a district judge got in family law? I'll just give you a tiny bit of brief background. My brother is going through a horrendous um, custody battle with his son. We have been in front of four magistrate judges. Um, she keeps stopping contact, so we're in front of a district judge. I want to manage me and my family's expectations around what a district judge can and can't do. Well, a district judge has the power to make the orders in the family court. They're a lot higher than the magistrates. Okay. What What is it that you think they've done that they shouldn't have done? Give me a bit more context. Um, if you can. She just basically stops contact at all times. We weren't allowed to see him. 
um, until he was 10 months old. She made all sorts of false allegations. We've had two Section 7s. We're on our seventh social worker because she keeps banning them from the house. When you say she, um, are you talking about the ex-partner? The mother, yeah, yeah. the ex So sorry, my, my question, Melissa, was what has the district judge done that you think they shouldn't have done? Sorry, the district judge went, were up in on the 15th of August in front of the district judge. We've okay. been in front of the magistrate for the last four times. Got they keep yeah. processing court orders and she just yeah. keeps breaking them. Yeah. So the district judge, the reason it's gone up, to, up, up the road, as we'd say, up to the district judge, is because they've got a lot more power than the magistrates. And what your right. partner needs to be thinking about asking for is a penal notice. So that if mum continues to breach the order, there will be consequences then, okay? And a district judge can do that. It's probably the reason it's been pushed up to a DJ or a DDJ. All right? So they have a lot more power than the magistrates. Right. It it, it just seems that unless unless that's granted to her, she's not going to start with this terrible behaviour. So they're also asking for a, a, a Section 37 right. and a Section 47. I just wondered right. what the difference was. So social services will do the Section 37. It's a really in-depth report, and the 47, actually, but it's a really in-depth report, and it will look at, it will speak to the children, it will speak to the parents. It, it can take almost 20, 26 weeks to complete. They will go to the schools, they will look at medical records. It's a real in-depth report as to what's in the best interest of the children how contact should take place any allegations that have been made will be put in that report it can be far detailed than a section seven at time because the section seven is just a wishes and feelings what in Kafkas's view um, is in the best interest of the children section 37 is far more in depth far more detailed takes a longer time to put together but it's far more detailed lovely all right. Thank you so much for You're your welcome. help. Thank you. You've okay. been amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, advice, please. I'm going to try you again. You did actually make it up to the stage last time, and I just put you on mute while Melissa was talking, and then you disappeared. Um, so I'm going to try you once more. There you go. Take yourself off mute and ask me a question. Oh, hang on. I've got you on mute. Sorry. <laughs> Can you hear me? Hello? Okay, I can't hear you, but you're definitely on the stage. I've taken you off mute, so you can ask me a question. Oh, you've gone again. Oh, dear. We'll get there. It's okay. Rain64, you are next in my list. Advice, please. Just keep putting your hand up. There you go. I'll come to you next, okay? Uh, Rain64, you're also new to Discord, so welcome. We've got a lot of new people to Discord, which is absolutely great. Um, Those of you on TikTok want to ask a question, this is how you do it. Um, Rain64, have you got a question? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. No? Okay, that's fine. I'm going to leave you on the stage, Rain, and I'm going to go to Gloria, who's next, and isn't new to Discord, so Gloria might be able to hear me. Hi, Gloria. Hello. I actually talked to you yesterday. I wonder if I can ask another question tonight. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is um, about the divorce itself. I filed for divorce based on my unreasonable behaviour in March 2021 after I decided at the time uh, with my um, husband um, that we wanted to proceed to divorce. Uh, he, uh, he was okay for the first two months and then he managed to find uh, a personal video of myself engaged in uh, personal activities with another man and he filed for... An, um, adultery. I, on um, the um, suggestion of uh, the lawyers, I did not uh, challenge it, um, but I asked not to pay for the divorce uh, based on the fact that we had already decided to separate at that time. Uh, but the, the my question is, my husband is in, is in possess of this um, video, which I don't have, and he has uh, threatened to disclose it to uh, my relatives, my father, etc. I went to police twice, but they did not do, do anything because he said to them that it is a proof for divorce. Now, uh, I'm okay to divorce him, obviously, because of his coercive behavior. But uh, my question is, can I ask by the law to have back this video? Because I'm always, it is mine. And he was taken from my personal email so actually he hacked into my emails in my personal email 
So what what can I do? Because I feel that whenever he's hungry, he may threaten me or he may do something that obviously I don't want to. And I feel that is uh, against the privacy. So it's not a family law question, Gloria. I'm so sorry. Um, I can't help you. It you know if if it's theft from your personal emails, it's a criminal question. And I think we had this conversation last night. It's not, I thought you were gonna ask me a family law question because you started with divorce no, petitions. I, I, I didn't hear this question posed last night, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay. I was under the impression that this could be um, under family law, no. um, simply because it, there is a divorce. So your suggestion would be to go to a criminal. Yeah, um, absolutely, because if it's theft, of because your actual question is that it's theft of a video from your personal email and what can you do? Yes, that's, irrespective. that's correct. Yeah, so that, that I just be... want the, the the video back. Can I ask? Can I ask it through the lawyer? What are my rights basically? Because I'm lost. I don't know. So you take advice from a criminal solicitor because it's theft. A criminal. Yeah, it's not not my area. I'm afraid. Sorry. All right. Okay. That's okay. Good. Thank you for your time. Okay. Bye. No problem. Thank Great. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, Rain, I'm going to take you off mute and let's see if you can ask me a question. See if we can hear you. Oh, now you're on mute, Rain. Take yourself off mute. There we go. Still can't hear you. If you've got headphones in, take them out. Sometimes that helps. I'm going to go to the next person, which is Tanya, but I'm going to leave you there, Rain. Oh, sorry, advice, please. I meant to go to you, didn't I? Tanya, have you I, got... Oh, hello. Sorry. Hello, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I posted something last week on your thing, um, getting a bit complicated with the family court stuff with me at the moment. Um, uh, basically, I ended up getting made redundant um, and uh, got a job pretty fast uh, that's the other end of the country. Um, yeah. It's only one hour, 50 minute drive. Yeah. Um, my ex um, claimed certain things. We hadn't got the post. Um, he said that they're stopping me. Um, but from what I read in the letter, it appears that they're just going, we can't make a decision um, on our own. We need to have some safeguarding checks. And then, you know, we'll let Kafkas, you know, do their 20 day thing and get back to us, what have you. I've had lots of uh, advice from like free solicitors and things that I get with work and things online or say that a parent cannot stop you relocating without good reason. Yeah. Um, he's not done a, um, what do you call it? A, I forgot what it's called now, a prohibited steps order. Yeah. He has, thre he's threatened to do something else, which is called, is called, I can't remember, it's called something else. Um, but they have in this complication, the hearing we had in June, whereas he was taking me to court to penalise me for stopping contact when she was ill and things, which I, I spoke to you about before, the judges didn't penalise me like you said they wouldn't. Um, and they actually court ordered us to go on a parenting app because they recognised what a chaos he is when it comes to messaging. Yeah. He's actually, um, and he also got court ordered that he had to pick her up from school at three o'clock, stop messing about with that silly argument. He's actually argued that. So they have pulled that uh, order and reverted back to the December one, which is kind of like a loose one. It still states that we have alternating weekend contact. It's slowly increasing. Um, there was weekday contact because it was, I, I offered for the extra weekday contact, which he keeps complaining is this is inconvenient, that's inconvenient, but doing it. Um, the hearing they've got in regards to changing the June order is in a minute, baby sweets. Can you go upstairs? I'm going to try to do it with that little one here. Um, the, um, so the June hearing argument we've got a remote hearing i think they've recognized that i said about moving everything's getting matched up uh, a phone one for two hours in august now um i'm finding it very difficult because he he's a, a controller he likes to cause chaos and my alternate solution in the situation here is if i don't take this job the other end of the country is to still move the same distance but to my parents where there are no opportunities and my daughter's going to get disrupted twice now, sounds uh, really bad, but I'm wondering if it's best that I carry on doing what's best interest of my child because she's literally uh, financially reliant on me, CMS, and that's a chaos with him again. Um, and then do this remote hearing and explain in the remote hearing that I have moved and we sort out the change of contact arrangements there and then because I'm not stopping 
Um, but I'm trying to work it so that there is in between now and then that he's not going to have a stop. And it's just that that's the opportune point to actually say. Tanya, sorry, can I, can I just jump in? Sorry, what's your question yeah. to me? I appreciate so the context, yeah, but what I'm is your actual question? Yeah, so I'm wondering if um, it would be best that I actually state that I've moved during the hearing we've got in regards to something else. It's all part of the same thing, same daughter. Um, but state the move then so that things can resolve then so that I'm not um, stopping contact beforehand or whether the judges would so kind of go, is the move, hang on, you should have stopped before. It, hang on, it's difficult for me because d does the move mean that his contact's going to be impacted, yes or no? Uh, the Tuesday and the Thursday, yes, it will, for two hours each of those nights. Okay, well, then you're going to have to advise of the move because if it's going to impact upon existing contacts, then yeah. you, you need to let people know. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've told the courts and they have not declined, but they said we just need to have Kafka do a safeguarding yeah. check. Okay. And I've advised him and tried to talk to him and he's just literally thrown the dummy out the plan yeah, and but that, to do but a private steps. Tanya, that's why you're in court. So the, no, no, yeah. no surprise there. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you if you've moved and it's going to impact contact, then yes, you, you've done the right thing. You've let the court know, and obviously you've let him know, and yeah. now Kafkas will get involved, yeah. and it'll just mean a tweak yeah. to contact. Yeah, like I say, I, I put in. I know I understand why the court said they couldn't decide on what I put in because I was just putting guesstimations of something because I don't want to stop contact. Yeah, but like I say, I'm trying to work it out so that we're not between now and that court hearing where he's arguing the past court hearing order that he didn't like, yeah. um, that we don't stop contact. And like I say, I've, I've, I've got a pile of stuff through the parenting app, whereas he's just being really abusive and difficult still. And I, think I have it's, tried um, to talk it, to him about it's, this. And it's we've also of, actually fast increased overnight. It's, yeah, he's it's, accepted that so we can get it moving for that. Tanya, it's a moot point because you've already moved. So it's already yeah. happened. Um, I think yeah. it will just need a tweak to contact. Okay. Yeah. Fab. Okay, fab. Thanks right. so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Rain, I'm going to move you down to the audience and then come up again, uh, put your hand up again. And I need to go to advice, please. And we're going to see if we can get you to ask a question. Um, because when you're new to Discord, it can take a few attempts and then you, you'll, you'll get the swing of it. Um, there's lots of you new to Discord. Discord? Terry, Sonia. Hi, advice. Hello. You're on the stage, but I can't hear you. You're definitely there. There's something that you, that you, have you got headphones in? Have you got yourself on mute? There's something there. Okay, I'm going to leave you there and have a little play about with your system and see if I can hear you in a minute. Thunder Queen, I'm going to come to you while I'm waiting for advice, please. What's your question? Hi, so what it was is, is, um, I lent my brother six hundred pound. Yeah. Um, to place a deposit down on a house. Yeah. Uh, he lost the house, and now basically we've agreed a payment plan for him to be paid over three months. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't actually received any funds. Okay, this is a, a so, this is a small claims matter. So this isn't family law. This would be small claims. Right, okay, yeah. I just didn't know, because I saw a legal claim and yeah. I just wanted some advice what I could do. That's all right, don't worry. So, yeah, small claims is what you need to do. If you Google small claims, there'll be loads of information on the internet to help you. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, legal queen. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Uh, Tracy Price, oh, hang on, let me try advice, please. <laughs> Determined to get you up on this stage and ask a question. I've invited you again. Hello, you're up on the stage. Can you ask the question? Hello, now? can you hear me? There we go. I can hear you now. We got there in the end. Yeah, can oh, you hear thank me? thank you. Yeah, what's your question? Um, so it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I have a court order with my mum yeah. um, for her to have access to my children. Yeah. Um, but there was an incident with my son when they had contact on Friday just gone. Yeah. And um, the children now don't want to go back. Okay. Would I need to go back to court? Um, I wouldn't go rushing back to court, first of all. I think I'd speak to your mum about why the child doesn't want to go back and see if it can be remedied. 
Um, it's, it's a difficult position to put the court in when if it can be dealt with directly, that might be a better option. If you can't deal with your mum directly for whatever reason, then consider mediation. Because ultimately, if you, your mum could take you back to court for breach of the order um, and the, the court's hands are tied, really. They're not there to sort of negotiate um, a settlement between you and mum. So I would be looking to why the child doesn't want to go and talking to your mum about that to see if that can be fixed. Okay. Um, well, he doesn't want to go back because she, like, held him and then sat on top of him and refused to get off of him. Okay. Okay. So um, that's that's fair enough. Um, so I think mum probably needs to be spoken to because it's not appropriate, is it, really? Um, will will mum not accept that that's not appropriate? Um. I don't think so, no. But I did speak to the granddad yeah. um, to obviously say I wasn't happy about the situation and both of the kids are now too scared to come back. To where? To you, to you or to your mum? No, to their house. OK. I mean, look, I think in, in that situation, if the child has been physically restrained, potentially, you know, physically abused, then that needs to be, the court needs to be made aware of that. Okay. That... Um, so do you think that it will be in their best interest for us to go back to court? I, I, but you, you have no reason to take it back to court. I think if anyone's going to take it back to court, it will be the grandmother because she will take you back for a breach. If you yeah, stop contact... Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I don't yeah. want to... Yeah, because obviously I'm worried for their safety as well now, yeah. so I don't want to go back to court and then I get in trouble for breaking no, no, no. the order. No, no, no. Yeah, but you, the, you've got to look at the reasons why you broke the order. If the child's been physically restrained and sat upon then I think that's a good enough reason to stop contact until the matter's investigated. So that's fine. A breach like that, there'll be no consequences for breaching an order for those reasons at all. So I would be suggesting that you allow mum to take the matter back to court. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. great. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Tracy Price, you are next up with a question. You are also new to Discord, so hopefully we can hear you. Hello, Tracy. What's your question? Um, right. My ex-partner is currently doing 30 years in prison for um, historic and recent sexual abuse of children. Yes. Uh, obviously, I've got parental responsibility of the children that we had together. Yeah. How do I go about get, having his parental rights removed? Because the children want absolutely nothing to do with them. Um, application to the court, Tracy, um, and, and situations like that. People ask me all the time, how can I remove um, the parental rights of the father? And I always say my standard answer is exceptional circumstances. For those of you listening, this is exceptional circumstances. The guy's got 30 years for sexually abusing children. You would simply make an application to the court using the C100 form and you're asking for the um, father's uh, PR to be removed. Brilliant. Thank you All so right. much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hannah, you are next up on the list. We're getting through a lot of questions tonight, guys, which is good. Hey, Hannah. Me. Hello. What's your question? Hi. Great. Thank you. Um, so I've got two quick questions. Um, the first one, my daughter um, is child sexual assault. Um, I'm now married. Obviously, dad is not on the birth certificate. Um, I know who he is, but my now husband now wants to adopt my daughter. He's had no contact, never spoken to me ever, doesn't even know when she was born or anything. Um, so now my husband wants to adopt her. Would we have to find some way of contacting him, even if he has no parental responsibility of her? For no, him to no her? Hannah. I think the first step is to get in touch with social services because your adoption application, they will need to be in support of that, Okay. They are yeah. going to ask you who the biological father is. And I think if you give them that history, um, there's every chance that they may say we're not going to, because he hasn't got parental responsibility. He hasn't had any contact. He doesn't even know that the child was born, um, you know, and forgive my um, bluntness, but that the child was born alive. Do you know what I mean? Anything could have yeah. happened. Um, so that's your first step. Reach out to social services um, say that you want to make an adoption application because what they will do is they will do an assessment of the family and then take it from there. Be guided by them. As right. to whether I mean, or not... we've been married for nearly five years now, so yeah. it's not... Yeah. 
it's not a short-term marriage when he was married nearly five years we now have another child together and stuff which is why he now wants to do the adoption and things absolutely and as a general rule of thumb if the child's been living with that person for three years um then it's a really good case for adoption so the fact that there's five years and then there's a sibling involved and she never sees or he never sees the father it's all looking good so far but the first step is social services okay yeah yeah no that's problem right. that's great thank you all right um also we have a court order in place for our stepson that we're supposed to see him every other weekend and half of holidays yeah um we she refused to let us see him for the whole of last half term and used the son as an excuse basically said um he doesn't want to see you because he has plans with friends yeah um now there's a restriction in our court order that she can only swap five weekends in a year because of the amount she was trying to restrict us from seeing him um, she's now gone to eight and we have proof of all of the swaps and everything. There's never been a valid reason apart from one where it's his grandma's funeral, which was fine. Um, but there's been no other valid cause apart from he has a party. And actually in our court order, it says that we are responsible for any parties and things as well. And um, if it's on those weekends, how do we go about now applying for a breach to the court? Because this is getting to the point of ridiculous again. So you're, you're applying to enforce the order and you do that using a C-79. Yeah. C-79 form, you're enforcing the order and within that form, you will detail the breaches that have taken place. Great. And do you think we've got a good standing? Absolutely. Courts courts make the orders in the best interest of the child. And if they're breached with no good reason, then they don't take very kindly to that. Great. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Nim, you are next on my list, another person that's new to Discord. I think there's a lot of you that are uh, moving over from TikTok, which is great. Um, how are the pups? The pups are doing great, although house training is an issue. Ralphie is regressing and he's just deciding that he doesn't want to pee outside. He's marking the furniture, which is driving me nuts up the wall. For those of you that watch my videos, you'll know I'm just a tad house proud. Um, so, yeah, I have to watch him like a hawk. He's around somewhere. Um they're normally asleep when I'm doing Discord. Um, Terry J, I'm going to come to you next. Nim, you have been invited. Because you're new, it might take you a little while, uh, which is fine. So, Terry J, I'm going to come to you while I'm waiting. What's your question? The cleaning queen. I feel like the cleaning queen at the minute. Hello, Terry. Hiya. Hello. My ex is taking me back to court to enforce an order. Um... But only two of the children's names are on the one that he's taken me to court for, where on the one I did, there's three names on it. Right. Can he pick and choose what, what he wants from the first order that suits him? No, no. Any any subsequent order will override the previous order, Terry. So we're always working from the last order that the court made. Yeah. And if he wants to vary that order, then and you're not in agreement to that, he should take the matter back to court. Okay, and the other thing was, if you don't mind me asking, yeah, um, the, the, the courts have always tried to make me meet him halfway, but the, where there was domestic violence, I'm, I don't feel safe to even meet him halfway. I get a lot of abuse through, through phone calls, yeah. text messages, emails. Can they actually force me to meet him halfway? No, 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 absolutely not. If you're telling the court that you're feeling intimidated by any sort of direction that's made or included in the order, then they're not going to force you to do that. So just be very clear as to why. Give the court a reason. Don't just sort of say, I'm not doing it or I don't want to do it. Give the reason as to why and help the court understand. And then they will try to find a compromise to that. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Terry. Um, Nim, looks like you're still trying to join. So I'm going to go to Mikey21. You haven't actually reached the stage yet. Um, why would the court date be brought forward as urgent by Kafka's recommendation? Well, they've obviously got major concerns um, with regard to the children, and that's why they want to bring it before the judge quick smart. Mikey, what's your question? Um, can you hear me? Yeah. I can, yeah. Um, basically, I've been struggling to get access to my children through me. She's still my wife currently. Um, she agreed to let me have them on Wednesday and Thursday last week. Yeah. When I went to school on the Thursday, she had changed her mind and was there with her father to collect them. Um, I proceeded to try and collect them, but when I did, her father jumped on me. I've now got a section five against me of being banned off the school premises, whereas he hasn't when he was the aggressor. 
Um, just wondering now, basically, because we've got a section five, how do we go about seeing the children? Because the mobile number I did have for which has now blocked me on. Um, I've got mediation tomorrow, but I have got no way of contacting her to even give their details over no more. What does the section five say, Mikey? What does it prevent you from doing? Um, the officer rung me directly because I yeah. rung them when I left school. Obviously, told yeah. them what he'd done to me. Yeah. Um, and they're saying because my ex has said that I wasn't supposed to be there on the day I was. Yeah. That I've, I've now um, instigated the issue and I caused the basically the uproar in front of the children at nursery. Whereas I didn't raise my hands to him. Yeah. Uh, he was the aggressor. Uh, once he'd done that, I'd walked off and rung the police myself. But what does it um, actually but... stop you from doing? What's written down? I've not had anything off them. He just rung me and said, I've got a Section 5 breach of the peace um, and school that want me on their premises. OK, well, that's not going to stop you seeing the children. It just means that you can't go to school to see the children or to collect the children. So is there a, is there yeah, a court order in place I've at the moment? Enough. You, uh, yeah, no, that you will have. I'm trying to get some okay. mediation, but she's not. OK, um, so look, f first of all, you, you have got other ways of seeing the children, all right? So, so don't think for a minute that you haven't. If she doesn't attend mediation, that's okay, because the mediator will give you the MIAMS form that you need, and that's all you need to make your court application. Make your court application, you're asking the court for a child arrangements order, all right? Now, if within that order, the court try to arrange contact, for example, that you go to the school to pick the children up, you would simply say, we can't do it that way. Okay, now she'll be in court as well and the court's going to have to think of another way that, well, you two really will have to think of another way to put forward to the court as to how you pick the children up. But just by not being able to go to school and pick them up doesn't mean that you can't have contact with them. All right? It's just that I've got no way of getting contact with her no more to arrange contacts because she blocked me on everything. Yeah, so which, which is why I'm... you're going to have to make a court application. So, so that'd be the next way forward after mediation and court application. Absolutely, absolutely. Because what you're looking for, Mikey, is a child arrangements order. Okay, clearly you guys aren't able to co-parent, which is very common. So a child arrangements order takes out the need, really, to have to agree with each other as to when you do and don't see the children. Because the order will specify when the children see you. Well, the fact that I work shifts three on three off, like taking into consideration. In absolutely, order. absolutely, of course it will. You've got to tell the court when you're working and when you are able to see the children. Absolutely, that will be factored in. We do a lot with, I mean, you know, lots of orders have um, parents' schedules from work, especially if you're in police force or military. Absolutely, that won't be a bar to contact at all. She's actually threatened to me to um, spay with her before now. Is there any way of me stopping her from doing that in the yeah, meantime? Yes, you can. So on that C100 form that I've just talked about, you tick the box for child arrangements order. You can also tick the box for a prohibited steps order. And it's the prohibited steps that will stop her from moving to Spain. So if you have a, just Google a C100 and have a look at it, um, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. It's on the front page and you'll tick the box that says, what are you asking for? You'll tick child arrangements order and then you'll tick prohibited steps order. Perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck, Mikey. Bye. Bye. Uh, Nicole, Nicole, Anne, you are next up. Nim, I'm not sure what's happened. You might need to um, try again because I've sent you an invite, but nothing's happening. Nicole, Anne. Hello, what, can you hear me? I can, yeah. What's your question? Um, so I've got a child arrangements order in place um, for my two children and it's a very detailed court order. Yep. However, on Sunday I had nine hours of abuse via email through the ex-husband saying that he wants to be asked to have the children when I'm working. Yeah. Uh, obviously days and times that I'm working, which obviously in court the judge had no issues with my career um, all my working hours and said that she's more than happy for me to choose who looks after them and for him to have the set and agreed recommended by the courts on when he has them. Do I have to oblige by that? Because he's saying about the whole parental responsibility thing. So first of all, be clear about your question. Is your question about the nine hours of harassment, in which case you need to be looking at getting a non-molestation order? Or is your question, yeah. do I have to do what he tells me to? Do I have to do what he tells me to? No. The court okay, that's order, fine. It's the, just, the it court, was a bit of yeah. like Go on. controlling behaviour yeah. on his behalf, yeah. saying that I must, 
asking before asking anybody else my new partner or my mum to have the children but it's always been that way when I'm at work my mum has yeah. them yeah give some thought Nicole to to a non-molestation order because that's that's beyond yeah. excessive nine hours of constant emails that's beyond excessive yeah okay that's borderline well it is abuse it's it's borderline yeah. neurotic that so give some thought to that but no the answer to your question is absolutely no as long as you're sticking to the order then you're fine yeah. then you're fine okay that's fine all right that's perfect thank you so right. much you're welcome bye thank you bye-bye rain 64 let's try you again see if we can get you a question answered thanks foxy i see foxy one of my mods is on um hi rain can i can hear you yeah what's your question Probably, I wonder if you can help me. Um, this is, I don't know if this down, is down the right uh, path or not, but my granddad recently passed away. Yeah. And um, in his will, he left everything to my dad. But the thing is, is that he's been married to my stepnan for 40 odd years, but now she's contesting the will. Um, and I just wanted to know, like, how much would it go in my dad's favour with the fact, because the reason being he did leave. Um, his wife anything was because he didn't want it to go to step like his stepchildren yeah it's you know what rain i'm so sorry to tell you this because you've been waiting in the queue to speak to me but it's it's not my area it's a better question for a probate solicitor i just don't deal mm. with with anything after death people's estates anything like that uh, whilst i have a little bit of knowledge there's, there's no way i could answer a question like that and um, confidently i'm so sorry you've, you've been so patient as well but it's a probate solicitor that you need to speak to Right, okay. All, All right. right, thank you. Sorry, Sorry. Rain. Okay. okay, all right, bye-bye. Um, Sonia, you are next on my list. Yeah, guys, I only do family law, so um, when it comes to probate and wills and deaths and things like that, I really I can't help. I'm so sorry. Sonia, what's your question? My question is, I have uh, been going through the court so long. Can you hear me, sorry? I can hear you. What did you say? Yeah. You had what? I had been going through the court because of the children matter. Father wanted to take the children uh, to yeah. his house, but children don't want to go to his house. Yeah. Because of his uh, partner ill-treating and the children became uh, all the time ill and coming back and uh, his oh. wife threatening and everything. So it's like um, eight years, yeah? And we've been backward forward to the court. Now the court have uh, uh, decided to give the interim order because of the public law and the um, local authority and the social worker, everybody's there. But social worker was wanted to have a child in need plan. And uh, But the father, local authority and the public law, they wanted uh, the interim care order. So I was just looking for how how does it uh, going to be um, any of the things sorting out uh, um, because children they still are not agreed to go during the COVID uh, he said he didn't want to take the children and they can stay in, in with your care and uh, after the thing when he came to pick them from school they didn't want it to go because uh, they have realized you know they had felt the huge difference staying in one place and they never been ill, no problems, uh, healthy wise, everything was okay. But the one thing is he's saying uh, that uh, the children are not being seen by father, that's why he's keep taking us to the court again and again. Sorry, Sonia, I, I, what's your question? The question is because I have interim order, yeah? Yeah. So how is he going to be moved forward from there? Well, you haven't finished proceedings yet, so you'll you'll go back to court until the until such times as get a final order. So, what if the guardian is appointed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what uh, what are they going to? Are they going because he is uh, forcing uh, that uh, children should be going for the fostering care? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Okay. So you're telling me lots of things, but you're not asking me anything, Sonia. So what are you asking me? I'm asking about the interim order. Is it that what is the interim order can do it with the children if they don't want it to go? I don't really understand. You have an interim order from the court and you're saying yeah. to me, well, you just have to do what the interim order says. If the children don't want to go for contact, but you mentioned yeah. there's a guardian involved, the guardian will, yeah. I'm sure, speak to the children. The guardian's there to advise the court as to what the guardian's recommending. 
So you can only okay. do what you can do, really. If the, if you know, you, if the children don't want to go, you know, short of forcing them into his car, there isn't too much that you can do. Can they force the children? They are ten and eight. Can who force the children? The court can make an order if it feels it's in the child's best interest. The court can make an order. Yes. But if the, everything else is an excellent report, there's no other problem. Yeah, anywhere. but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they can't have a relationship with Dad. No, I never said that. Yeah. But the children don't want it to go because of okay. uh, they are uh, like a different face when they are in his house. And uh, right. in front of the public, it's a different thing to it's, them. It's difficult for me, Sonia, because I have no context about this at all. I think the Guardian, if the Guardian's been appointed, then wait to see what the Guardian's report is. And in the meantime, if the children don't want to go... Well, you know, you, you can't force them. If, if they're kicking and screaming and they don't want to go, what, what can you do? They're having a nightmare. They are wetting the bed and they don't want it to go. Yeah, you need to tell the Guardian this as well, okay? Thank you so much for You're your welcome. help. You're welcome. Really appreciate Sonia. it. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, right, guys, I'm going to sign off. It's ten past eight. Thank you, everyone in the lounge, for joining me. Apologies to those eight of you still with your hands up. I'm so sorry, but we've run over again this evening. I'm back tomorrow at six o'clock. That'll be my last session then until the 8th of August because um, I'm going to be away uh, for a few days. Um, so, yeah, see you back here tomorrow at six. Thank you for your questions. Hope that helped and take care until tomorrow. Bye, guys.